we're back almost at the finish line here at the end of this quarter mile at a time life this is how we live race we're all jacked up because we're at mmo are in our penultimate two mike two furious episode as we cover every fast and furious franchise movie leading up to our review of fast nine i'm your co-host mike one this is co-host also mike but yeah this is a cuban mile though so we're going the the extra, and we, one of the two cars has got to be flaming at the end. So I don't know if that's you or me. I, if my voice is starting to go, if you guys notice something different, it's because my voice is starting to go this week. I've uh, been working with kids. You were yelling at the, your TV too much watching no, these yeah, movies. Yeah, yelling is what at it was. the... Nas! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nas! I'm practicing my Vin Diesel impersonation right. far too right. much. That's right. So, uh, uh, like we've said in the first two entries of this, we are reviewing three Fast and Furious franchise movies at a time leading up to Fast 9. Uh, not concerned so much with the spoiler, non-spoiler aspect of these movies because, you know, it's it's Fast and Furious. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> the plot isn't exactly uh, all that in-depth, and that's not what we go for anyway. Uh, we're there for the cars and the, the muscle yeah. and the screaming and the yelling and hopefully to have some fun with some of these segments. So spoilers ahead. Yes. Yes, yes. Tons of spoilers ahead. Uh, and we are going to start... I guess we'll start with, uh, what, Furious 7 is the official title, correct? Yeah, 2015's Furious 7. I love these titles, too. I just really love them. I'll have some alternate titles later, but yes. So for Describe the Plot Poorly, which is how we usually start, I realized all I did was come up with alternate titles for these movies <laughs> instead of describing the plot at all. So if you want to go first, you can. <laughs> I, I did do the normal for this and good. Uh, good. I, I did exactly what you did for the rest of them. No good. Perfect. Perfect. Anyway, the greatest fighter, racer, and philosopher of our time, Dominic Toretto, put one too many British supervillains in the hospital. So his brother, who is, of course, related to the one Brit he puts in the hospital. Mm -hmm. All Brits are related. Who, of course, is Jason Statham. I did not say that word, uh, name Close right. Enough. And he has a team of Tony Ja, Jimon Hansu, and they hunt down Dom's team. But guess what? Dom's team hunts back. And we get 140 <laughs> minutes of mayhem, baby. I watched all three of these movies, Seven, Fate of the Furious, and uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and I think you did too, within the span of the last, like, 24 hours. We did. So I have no idea what the plot of any of these individually are. <laughs> They it's all melt together to me. Shit blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> That's Michael what we remember, Mann right? would be proud. Yeah. It, but here's the thing. Like, I took notes during these watches. I think you did, too. So yeah. that, that that saved us here. Right. I, I have notes. I, I hope I'm right. And uh, as far as describe the plot poorly. So here are my, all, I guess, alternative titles for this. Uh, the first one is, hey, what if we actually are all just impervious gods? Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Or Mission and Festival, The Furious Night. <laughs> terrible or women are items to own seven oh. <laughs> or i'm vin diesel and i want to lift a car in this one damn it he does lift a car <laughs> how does he not blow a blood vessel in his eye that's what i want to know yeah this is uh this, this was an interesting one again i don't know that the start of this trilogy was my favorite one but uh we could talk about who's fastest in fast seven mike it's the rock when he's in an effing ambulance Mike, <laughs> I have not laughed that hard in the longest time. Number one, that's not how drones work. Number two, that's not... How, I don't even think an ambulance could get over that bridge. Dude. How do you how do you, how do you you launch an ambulance into a drone like that? 
<laughs> we started this series off talking about like highway chases, and isn't it crazy that the big truck driver had a gun and was willing to fire? Like the they went from using cars as actual automobiles to now they're just missiles. convenience weapons. They're missiles. They're, they're all missiles. just missiles. They do explode, and yet the people just walk out like impervious gods. As you exactly, <laughs> exactly. There is no physical pain to any major character in any of these movies. Uh, as far as who's fastest to me, so it's either the laziness of the writers to play the pregnancy card again with Mia, <laughs> or the laziness of the writers to try and establish that Mia again refuses to tell Brian she's pregnant. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to disappoint him. Like, we've only seen Brian being a caring, involved, loving father up to this point where Mia says, I don't want to disappoint him. And, like, man, it's the seventh movie. Can Dom's sister and Brian's wife maybe have a heavier weight to the plot than just either being Dom's sister or Brian's wife at this point? Yeah, it's like, eh, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's I, I was really appalled by it. I, you know, I'm not a yeah. fan, too, of Jordana Bruce. I was, I didn't... I felt like that was just like a poo-pooing of her character there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, she's had better moments in previous uh, previous episodes, and I don't know who's to blame. It's it's unfortunate because you know some of these movies you get you get badass female characters, and you've had right, them in previous right. movies too. As 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 much as you also get the you know the walk up to every street race, <laughs> which is uh, you know not the most feministic uh, portrayals in mm-hmm. cinematic history. There, Michael. <laughs> That's God. that's a diplomatic way of putting that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mike, who is most furious in Furious 7? It's Deckard Shaw. Can we talk about <laughs> how great a villain he is for a minute? Like uh, him and The Rock have an awesome fight. We have uh, we have him just just angry the whole movie. He's literally furious. Yes. His brother's just in the hospital. So this is the plot of Nobody. This is, the, this is Deckard Shaw just... Just spitting venom this entire film. I My original described the plot poorly when I actually was following my own instructions and not just coming up with names and rips of other titles. <laughs> my original was going to be something like, take every all the charisma that Luke Evans gave you as a bad guy in, in six mm-hmm. and just like propel it forward a thousand times with Jason Statham's natural charm and charisma attached to it. So yeah, Deckard Shaw's an awesome bad guy. I totally agree. Perfect for this series too because they need they need a guy like that who could give the awry look and uh, make fun of him, but also, you know, go toe-to-toe with The Rock. Like, okay. Do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're hitting on who I have for Most Furious, because within the movie itself, yes, it obviously is Deckard Shaw, but a running theme mm-hmm. with many of my sections for these three movies are going to have to do with The Rock and his just truly comic book like characterization of the way in which Luke Hobbs is written in these three movies specifically. Yes. So like for Furious 7, I was going to say who's most furious has to be The Rock, like the man Dwayne Johnson, because with all due respect to Jason Statham's career and acting chops, how could The Rock and his team allow The Rock to be seen in hand-to-hand combat with someone the size of Statham and not just dominate and maul him? Uh, That's a good point. That's why you did not get a lot of master shots in this movie, or did we? We, <laughs> well, we, got, more, we got master shots, but we didn't get enough master shots when they're fighting. Right. And, and I think the negotiation had to be The Rock being like, oh, I'll do this for you, but that scene has to end with me choosing to jump out of a four-story building <laughs> and going through, not on, but through a car at the bottom of right. it. 
No, you and then also bring... I need to turn into the Hulk in the next two movies. That's true, but you you have to bring a grenade to a bicep fight, right. and that's right. what Deckard Shaw does there. Right. And yeah, it was hilarious how he jumps out. Uh, I think uh, I think we're getting into the ridiculous here, so we'll rate it. Uh, I'll be honest with you, some of the most ridiculous stuff yes. actually goes into my highlights. Uh, list, but uh, it, I, do, yes. I do have a couple things. Go, please, please. And I could not agree with that that preface more. Because there's some awesome badness in this mm-hmm. movie, and James Wan is, is to credit there. But, Michael, we have that first race, race wards, and the coaching that Dom gives Letty is absurd. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and and Letty, Letty's comeback is absurd, even more <laughs> absurd. Like, can you imagine them in a reality show just all day every day come on you know i can't do that i gotta ride or die like if they spoke to each other like that in everyday like life what if everybody spoke like dominic toretto and letty everybody in this universe is just waiting to give the after effect one-liner that's the only thing any of these people care about saying has become the retort he was like (laughs) gerard gerard butler in 300 did you remember gerard butler he would just wait for everybody else to speak Mm -hmm. in 300 and he's like we'll fight in the shade he had to come he had the perfect comeback for every single thing every single other character said and that is dom in this movie and what about dom taking letty to raise like the first thing you do this is how desensitized this entire series has made us let can't remember anything. She has no memory. And the first thing Dom does is take this poor amnesia patient to this death race. <laughs> yeah, to the to, tombstones, death race. Remember, this is where we fell. I, I, he's trying to shake her memory. I, I get it. It'll happen magically at the end of the film. Oh, it goes right. Yeah, it goes right in line with what we're, we're like. None of us question it. We're just like, yeah, no, that checks out. I get it. <laughs> so he, he just has powers that go beyond the physical. In terms mm-hmm. of being a physical superhero, he's also telekinetic, whatever that word is. Well. <laughs> yeah, kinetic. kinetic. Clairvoyant? Is that is that it? Sure. He can tell the future is what it he is. He's the shining, and he has uh, the super soldier gene. Michael, yeah. so James Wan's tourism montage of Abu Dhabi is the most transparent tourism montage in the history <laughs> of motion pictures and i loved it I lo- it's beautiful to see it's it. absolutely Gorgeous. beautiful but it was just like i thought we we're gonna get a narrator here's abu dhabi <laughs> what are we doing come to this building and you too can see a car coming at you from full speed in the middle of the air <laughs> i hear ufc is buying an island nearby <laughs> it was beautiful i mean there's Again, you go into the legitimate highlights of this, and part of that is the way I, I'm going to give this line away because it fits right here. But part of the highlight for me was that, like, I think you could see Aquaman. <laughs> I think you could see the entirety of Aquaman in yeah. the way James Wan shot this movie because there's very similar shots and setups and, and camera angles and effects used to that extent. And I, I thought it was great to look at. Overall, James Wan trusted the master shot much more mm-hmm. than the last few movies. And, and I guess he couldn't do it. With Good the point. mountain versus the uh, the viper, because uh, you know the tail of the tape is too wonky, and you're trying to make Jason Statham look tough. Right. He's got to be the big bad bad guy, right? So the, again, to your point earlier, and and he does have to do a lot of cuts with Ronda Rousey and Tony Jaa, mm-hmm. who I thought 
fought in slow motion in this movie because they're trying to make Paul Walker and Michelle Rodriguez seem tough. So there's a lot of t- lot of cuts there because Ronda Rousey is just like all shoulders and traps. Yes. Like you ever see a person who looks like that? Just imagine how hard they will punch you. If you're all deltoids. You're done. And Tony Jaa has, if you've seen him fight in other movies, I mean, he just elbows and knees constantly. So he's doing some of that stuff. So he'll do, like, his fast moves up against the wall and whatever, but when he's actually in hand-to-hand, he's like, I will slow down for you, Paul Walker. Here we go. Stay with me, friend. And and there was a, a jumping of the shark point, I guess. Like, Ronda Rousey is a big get at this time period especially, but, like, could somebody be more forced in for their point, for their character in this movie? Yeah, I, I do think that this entire movie ju- is a one big jump of a shark. Oh, yeah. So, I so, could not yes, agree more. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous. But, yep. uh, that is how ridiculous it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I, speaking of jumping sharks and all that, like, add someone to make this better. <laughs> they really tried to satisfy this segment mm-hmm. with the addition of Kurt Russell, who basically is this series jumping of a shark stuffed into a human body. Like, why, why the fuck is this agent breaking down government-level surveillance to a criminal who drives fast cars and just wants a corona? Like, you don't need to explain why the God's Eye is important here. It doesn't matter to Dom why the God's Eye is important. Why? How did you get this high up in the FBI or whatever you work for if you're just willing to give out this information? And clearly I, you don't care about consequences. They No, he's Mr. Nobody. Uh, he comes from nowhere, and... He's basically Basil Exposition, but slightly cooler. (laughs) Who can't be killed. Who just cannot be killed. I I would love to see how many stars have into their contracts for this franchise. You can't kill me off. You can just... My character can't lose, and you cannot kill me off. I cannot look awkward for one (laughs) second of screen time that is in my contract i mean look at i like natalie emmanuel in this movie as the hacker is that she she hangs with this group she was a fun addition uh i do think ronda rousey and tony john add some chops there Mm -hmm. especially as you get more martial artists like jason statham involved it only makes sense that his team would have some serious muscle behind them of course and you got to stack it up against the the you know the good team but it's interesting how (laughs) Dom makes this so much more complicated. Like, they just have to do the most impossible. Like, it's Mission Impossible for so much of this movie. It's so much. This is Mission Impossible. I was dead serious about that. So, Ethan Hunt should be the guy I mentioned. But (laughs) this movie, to me, felt like it was, like, Chuck Norris was just going to come around the corner. (laughs) Oh, that would have been great. Someone from the Expendables was going to show up. The, the entire four. Expendables team just gets off the elevator. The Expendable, the Expendables four spent. Somebody from that movie was going to show up. Dolph Lundgren. Either one of those. If they turned a corner and it was just Chuck Norris as Chuck Norris being Chuck Norris in this universe, that would have been great too. With nunchucks on a jet ski, and there's a shark. But Michael, so we did have some un- unintentional comedy here. Uh, I my first part of this is why is the rock always sweating? Always. <laughs> He's raining sweat. The man could not be that sweaty. Nobody is. The rock skeleton is that one of which was designed to carry like a hundred and fifty pound man <laughs> that has just been like loaded with muscles and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so carrying all that around, you know, it's gonna make you a little hot, I think, with those tight shirts on top of it. 
All right, fair enough. But he he literally is raining. He is. Like, that's it's got that thing. baby oil look, baby. <laughs> Are they spraying him before every scene? Um, I also have a couple things that don't make sense and cause me to laugh a lot. Um, you already hit on one of them, which is there's probably five to six either horrible or beautiful one-liners. <laughs> The most shining of which to me was when the uh, the ground on the parking garage in the finale is cracking. Right. <laughs> Vin Diesel is tasked with telling Deckard Shaw, there's the thing about street fights. The streets always win. So You're on a garage that's going to crumble to the ground, Dom. <laughs> What? What'd you say? <laughs> Nobody can hear you under the... And you're not whoosh. on a street. Right. <laughs> on a bridge. Um, can I say that Dom versus Shaw game of chicken, meat, meathead game of chicken one, part part Roman numeral one, which <laughs> might have been the funniest moment of the series. Yes. When they just, I mean, literally cross-cut back and forth and back and forth and room and room and revving the yes. engines, and they just drive into each other. Yes, and leading up <laughs> to that point, too, with, with Mr. Nobody, like, Statham is caught three separate times in this yeah. movie. <laughs> Mr. Nobody just lets him walk away. One time is, is directly after that game of chicken, which would have decapitated both men. <laughs> Yeah, they don't pursue him because they know that they'll all die in pursuit. I don't know right. what they're doing because it's not the right time in the plot, I guess. So that's the basic thing. I, look, at when Dom is surrounded, it was a really cool way to write yourself into a corner, literally, with your back up against the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The writers yes. did a great job there. Dom is surrounded by this elite fighting force. Tony Jaa, Jimon Hansu, Jason Statham, guns on him, and Miss Andai from Game of Thrones there. They're on a cliff, and Dom's like, I got an idea. <laughs> and he just backs off the cliff. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. The second funniest thing in the movie, other than Game of Chicken. I can't believe he just backed off a cliff. That was his That was his fix to the problem. That's how the writers fixed it. They're like, oh, we made this car death-proof, I guess. Oh, it's a demon we, beast. I mean, they it, tried to explain it away previously. So funny. It's something that I'm going to touch on in the future. Like, this trilogy goes back to its roots of just not having any objections like they don't have the second and it's beautiful i god bless them for it it makes for such a better viewing experience for these huge action pieces two more quick things like we're going to talk about driving through the buildings which was great Mm -hmm. but dom starting that out going time to unleash the beast (laughs) i just spit my coffee on the 37th floor (laughs) in a car i I spit i just was laughing so hard and but that's not even the funniest moment to me. Like Brian is easily the worst paramedic of all time. <laughs> he is panicking. <laughs> he's, he's screaming at you, at Letty. Ah! <laughs> Breathe into him. Breathe into him. Breathe into him. Ah! <laughs> and of course, you know Letty just whispers him. Letty's just like, "I remember. Do you remember?" And then Dom wakes up. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> Cookie? <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing I ever seen. I gave it to like, get Brian to fuck away from me. 
<laughs> Brian's gonna choke him to death. <laughs> Get him out of here. I'd be like oh, at God. the end of Endgame if Pepper Potts came over to Tony and just started yelling in his face. <laughs> Sheer panic on Brian. <laughs> the worst paramedic ever. Hey, by the way, for all the shit we give this series about its races through suburbia and how it's just endangering hundreds of lives... Thank God the plot of this one took place during apparently quarantine, because I've never seen emptier downtown busy streets, especially when there's hails of gunfire and cars and planes and drones and shit involved in my life. There wasn't a soul in the background of this movie. L.A., done. I mean, they're just, the next movie, New York, uh, oh my God, just one one major city after the next. Uh, So Mike, seriously, what are the highlights for us? in this movie so i we touched on my major ones already i mean it's james wan you're gonna get visual goods with james wan i think there's some wonky editing but other than that i which again every every negative here just kind of adds to the viewing experience of every fast movie at this point i feel like because it's just (laughs) this has to be what people felt like steven seagal movies were in the er late 80s early 90s except with like beefier budgets and stuff so that's the highlight these look great and look the ending is really touching. Like I got, I got seriously choked up watching it. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on both of those uh, pillars of this series going mm-hmm. here to forthwith, right? Because we have action spectacles that are just you can't see anywhere else. Right? You can't see cars skydiving. You can't anywhere else but Fast and Furious. You can't see one. Just like one of seven, the rarest car in the world, driving from one Abu Dhabi landmark to the next. When he, you know, he would just doinked off the building. Right. There's no way they drive through the car, the building. If like this that. actually happened, he just hits the falls to the ground. But like you said, the Hobbs versus Shaw first fight. Where it just, he ends, okay, I brought a grenade to a fist fight, and of course, Hobbs grabs Elena, jumps out of a three-story building, and lands on a car, and he's okay. Through a car. He landed on concrete. <laughs> Through the car. He had the Austin Powers scene where he, Austin uses the, why won't you die, yes. girl? Yes. But that was the rock. Uh-huh. And he saved Elena. Mm-hmm. And he, it's just really great. And I'm, I'm cheering in that scene. I love that. I thought it was heroic. And I'm believing. That's what this move, these movies make me do. They make me believe that The Rock and Vin Diesel are superheroes. And, uh, you know, the second game of Chicken to follow the first one, where, of course, we get the call back to the, you know, back wheels up or front wheels off the ground. Mm-hmm. Car is mm-hmm. a weapon kill from, uh, what was it, number four? I think, sure. <laughs> So that was awesome. Uh, Spider Paul, Spider Paul, uh, uh, Spider Brian, your friendly neighborhood Brian yes. O'Connor. I touch on that in the next session. Yep. How does he get up that car? Amazing. Uh, and then, like you said, the ending with Brian's character. I will not lie to you. I was tearing up yeah. all these years later. I thought it was beautiful, just gorgeous. One of the greatest added epilogue scenes in movie history. Very. It's. Movie. Unbelievable how right the Fast and Furious got this and how bungled I think Star Wars got this with Carrie Fisher. Uh, That's amazing to me. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was a very, very touching tribute uh, and proper and respectful and loving. And I was very, very choked up myself uh, in watching it. One of those franchises a little more plot dependent, though, I would say, than Uh, the other. (laughs) Fast and Furious, I agree, yeah. Uh, (laughs) All this said... 
<laughs> if what happened in Furious 7 actually happened, I I definitely keep the car flying through skyscraper maneuvers in Dubai. That's for sure. That stays. <laughs> like, what's left to say at right. this point in the, th- this... Can't happen. None no, of this can. Brian can't run up that bus. Letty can't do that precise of a fishtail for him to grab onto. Dom's bulletproof car can't be that bulletproof. I don't give a fuck how armored that special car is. If you crash headfirst into the side of a mountain in your car as it tumbles down the side of it, you're not only being hurt enough to go crawling away with a single smear of black powder <laughs> down one side of your face like Dom does in this. Yeah, the the. I got an idea. No, I, my, I wrote one thing under this caption, and, and I said none of this could actually yeah, happen. Yeah, it's Simple. so pr- it's beyond. Like, it's not even jumping a shark; it's jumping a mechanical shark with freaking laser beams attached to it. That's right. It's it's jumping off the jet ski and punching the the shark to death in midair. <laughs> it's perfect. perfect. Off the building, perfect. and then yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, all right. That's Furious 7. That was one movie of these three. <laughs> Let's talk about the fate of the Furious, Michael. Fast and Furious 8 described the plot poorly, or I guess just let's let's retitle it. I'm going to retitle it Fast v. Furious Shaw of Justice. <laughs> I worked very hard on that one. It's, it's a perfect one. It really is a perfect one. I loved Evil Dom in this one. I did not expect to to love Evil Dom. So I had Hobbs describing the plot pretty well with a line from the movie, Mike, where he's like, I've seen that look before. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. (laughs) Use that for your trailer. The look. It was definitely the look. (laughs) The look. Or it might have been the fact that he just crashed his jeep (laughs) over a 15-foot high steel fence. You're upside down. You're hanging upside down on the side of the road because this man deliberately just made you crash. And you, uh, I've seen that look before. You know that look where he can, where he does vehicular manslaughter. Uh, the intuition that I've rested my entire career upon is, is my, my spider, spider sense is tingling. tingling. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, I had Boondock Furious 2, Age of Fastron. Very good. Uh, <laughs> or I had uh, four brothers and, and five sisters and another four <laughs> brothers and the one mother with the fake, uh, let's say, Irish accent who has That's the right. two other actual brothers uh, and a baby. <laughs> and a baby. And a baby. And yeah, the, and the British people just speak the most British jargon they could think of. Nubby. She said, what did she? Dodgy. Has Helen Mirren ever used the word dodgy? Do, no, nobody has. Look, Helen Mirren, I mean, what can you say? Thank God. I, I adore this series. I adore her. I adore her being in the series. I, was it the studio side or the actor side who demanded that accent from her for her time in the, on screen? I hope nobody did. I hope she <laughs> brought it to the role. I hope that her and Jason Statham had pints at 9 o'clock every morning and figured it out together. Perfect. I'm with you. I'm on board. Who's fastest here, Mike? The Hobbs and Shaw becoming best friends because they mm-hmm. were literally doing karate in the garage mm-hmm. by 20 minutes into this movie where I don't know if it was an outtake of 
you know, Jason Statham laughing at laughing at the rocks. So I was wondering you know, the same thing. That joke they shared. Yeah, that moment in the car bay. Did they just? Put, you're gonna you're gonna have to reach up your ass to get it. Taking it out of context, that sounds silly. But <laughs> Jason Statham laughed at it. And, and otherwise, he's a better actor, and I give him credit for it. Because if that wasn't a blooper, good for him. Good on I him. was thinking the exact same thing. If that was uh, if that was actual and authentic and a real laugh share between the two actors, it was nice. Also, seeing The Rock go back into The Rock and like just start doing wrestling promos that I grew up on. That's the, he was <laughs> fully embracing his WWE character in this, but. <laughs> You you hit the nail on the head. The transformation of the Hobbs character between where he was introduced to us from and where he is now. Like, who's fastest just three movies ago? My answer for this was The Rock's bloodlust slash detective skills. <laughs> now, let's recap where his character has supposedly gone since. He was a man who was straight up murdering people. Like, actually seeking them out. Go listen to our last episode. He was seeking out, hunting down, and murdering people. <laughs> Everybody. He's gone from that to literal Hulk to now super smart secret agent who not only gives government intel, but has enough time to be a loving and caring father who can choreograph an entire haka for his her, his daughter's bitty soccer team. Like, is Loved this it. guy Jesus? Is he actually literally God himself? And considering the Dom is Judas storyline this movie has, it, it might be that. It's, it's that. And these characters are so much larger than life. And I, I love that. I love the scene of uh, him being, yeah, it's corny, but I don't care. I love it. Right. It's, it makes his character. And if you're going to have the comedic element to the character, mm -hmm. you kind of need that. You need something to ground him, ground him. <laughs> and then him and Jason Statham, you know, exchanging, just, just witty, funny meathead barbs the whole time. And it'll carry over into the next movie. So I, I loved it. Mike, uh, Who's most furious to you? I don't necessarily know if we could say Charlize Theron. We've kind of been using the segment to talk about the villains here. I loved her as a villain. I thought she had her foot and literally on the tiger's neck, right? The whole movie. And it was, she was brilliant the way they wrote her. Great villain. Um, who's, who's furious has got to be anybody who's ever invested in that guy who lost the opening race as a driver. Because okay. it's, it's kind of tough to ever be taken seriously again in that realm. If you lose a street race to a man driving in reverse in a glorified tuna fish can whose skin should be melting off his body because he's covered in flames. Yeah, that that's not how fire works. <laughs> and by that logic, also, who's most furious? How about Dom's financial advisor? You can't keep handing your cars over the people, Dom. But what if he changes it? Like, you know how many races you've won? How are you this deep in debt? He changed him to the point where the guy will risk his life and limb and go undercover seven countries away. So, <laughs> so yeah. like the height, F fate eight, as I'll call it, is, I don't know if these movies intentionally built up the absurdity to be taken so non-seriously by the time this one hit, but this is so over the top ridiculous I and I it. just can't get enough of it. I'm in love with this movie. I cannot believe... I literally avoided this movie for three years. <laughs> I did not watch The Fate of the Furious when it came out. I watched it for this series. And 
I cannot believe how much I enjoyed this particular movie <laughs> and how, how much I enjoyed the sequences of it because I had no idea. Like, I saw the submarine thing in the trail. I was like, Jesus, do I really need to see this? But the scenarios here convincing me of why he mm-hmm. needs to be Evil Dom and then each one of these big set pieces I thought really worked. The fact that they added some comic relief and, and my pick for Most Furious, Scott Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Little Nobody or A.K.A. Yes. Squeak. Yes. You pick, on me, you pick on me 14 or, you know, 13 or 14 more times. So he was, why? I'm glad they didn't write him into anything else. Thank God. Were you waiting for him to turn? Yes. The entire 100%. movie, right? Yes. It's like that's, you know, the Star Wars movie where the guy gets picked on. By, right. Yeah. Anyway. Same here. The, the, the guy who gets his balls broken has to turn into you know the heel turn right at the end. Yeah, but you're right. The ridiculousness of this movie is just mm, chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. If we're gonna rate the ridiculousness, I like it's just gotta be. If you're on a scale of eleven, it's like a thirty-seven. The Rock is is Terminator Jesus. He's Terminator. Like never before have thine eyes seen a man so righteous and indestructible. How? He he picks up the bed in the cell that's supp- <laughs> and he's doing bicep curls. Every the time the Rock is constrained to something, it's by his choice. He is the benevolent Captain America who knows that justice shall prevail, and because of that, he will let you put him in handcuffs and chain him to a bed or a chair if you're a bad guy. But all he has to do, or a cast if he's in a hospital, but all he has to do is flex if he wanted to, and he's out of everything. Just flex, and the cast is gone. He's magically healed. He's Wolverine. But the Hulk as well, and you're right. And they jail him, and he's literally punching guys across a hundred foot room. It's hilarious. And what he's just talking about cops and robbers, and you're not me, I'm not you. Mm -hmm. And then he's punching every cop across the room, literally across the room. Like how are you not killing every one of those guys? You are. It's uh, he's Captain T Jesus Hulk America one thousand. That's what he is. <laughs> so, of course, you know, you have to put in uh, a baby into the situation, Michael. The fact that there's a baby wearing noise-canceling headphones mm-hmm. who apparently hears and reacts to a one-liner said by Deckard in the middle of Deckard carrying the baby through a literal shootout. Like, yep. the fact that this baby not only reacts with the fakest... Most CGI apparent MS word cut and paste arm, basically giving a thumbs up. The fact that I was not only expecting that, but I needed that in that scene. It made the scene. It gave me the biggest laugh of the whole movie. Like, that's probably all you need to know about this film. That was such a perfect moment in a perfect movie. Yeah, you literally got the end of every scene in Baby's Day Out. (laughs) In that. I don't know if you remember that movie, but the Muppet Baby on. Yes. Just, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> really funny. All right, Mike, add someone to make it better here. Physics. Actual, <laughs> literal elemental physics would make this movie better. The way flames and air work in this entry is laugh out loud funny stuff, Mike. So I want to see. I want to see Bill Nye do a watch along. <laughs> Of the fate of the furious or something like that needs to happen how's it how's nobody staged this yet 
their big plan to shield Dom from a fireball is to put gas running engines in cars in front of him. And the flames just do not go in the oxygen space where any of these main characters are. Yeah, none of the people are incinerated immediately, which is, of course, what would really happen. Because the giant's nuclear submarine, <laughs> nuclear submarine, that exploded mm-hmm. literally like 10 feet away from them. And it's not just flames either. It's it, like at the end where Charlize Theron <laughs> escapes the plane, she opens the door, she's got the parachute... And the the wind is sucking her up, but this 10-pound newborn infant child is slowly rolling towards the opening now. <laughs> like, and Deckard makes a diving save, like a goalkeeper in Euros. What are, <laughs> Come on! I just remembered that the submarine was fucking nuclear. Is what I just remembered. It's a nuke. Like the and the whole thing was they couldn't get the nuke out, right? Yes. But the nuke is in the submarine and it blew up underneath them. But the circle of cars protect it. And you're Mike, right. I have no idea what this plot was about. <laughs> I could not tell you. Under like you say, penalty of death. I have no idea how they got to the four brothers finale. In the Arctic with the submarine. <laughs> oh, it was ju- it's just wonderful stuff. So the fact that Dom is able to turn good. So his acting, number one, is just magnifique. Oh, like just, I have more to say about it. Yes. Agreed. His <laughs> acting is so bad. And the fact that he, and when he turns good, like the first thing he does, of course, is kill Tormund Giantsbane. <laughs> who I can't believe, like... Somebody had the audacity earlier in the movie, like, to, wait a minute, I recognize that guy somewhere, from somewhere. Like, you would, because he's the most recognizable redhead ginger fuck right. in the history of mankind. Right. So, <laughs> Tormund Giants, how can you confuse that guy with anybody that's, else? That's, uh, that's the, uh... <laughs> so... The second thing, of course, good Dom, good Dom again, does, is drive straight off a cliff. <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Like, he's on a glacier, and literally the, first, the, the second thing he does is drive straight off a cliff and live and land like a cat. His car is the cat <laughs> of automobiles. There are as many vehicles careening off cliffs in this franchise as there are actual races in a franchise titled Fast and Furious. It's perfect. So, but yeah, again, we're we're kind of melding the uh, the sections here because a lot of these unintentionally comedic scenes are wonderful, though, because they're highlights for me too. Like it, I had a hard time parsing what scenes to put where. Yeah, in yeah. This review. My uh, my highest unintentional comedy is just everything in this movie in the best possible way. Like Rock being Captain T, Jesus, Hulk, America, Helen Mirren's completely unnecessary accent, the God's Eye, literally proving itself to be the most incorrectly named thing in its second use on on film. <laughs> it tracks Dom, but it doesn't have enough eye to know where he is long enough for Dom to go meet with Helen Mirren. That's correct. But you hit on the highest of highest inten- unintentional comedy. Like nothing is more funny mm-hmm. than the fact that they we have five of the seven preceding movies in this franchise show us hard and fast evidence that Vin Diesel, as great as he is at so very many things, just absolutely, positively, one hundred percent, no exception, 
is incapable of emoting and then having the entirety of this eighth franchise film every single minute seeping with the unshakable reliance wholly on Dom Toretto's emotional conveyance of the seriousness of every situation. Whoever is spraying down the rock has the eyedropper to put the tear on Dom's face when he's up against the glass with Elena and his baby. It is is so beautiful. (laughs) And it's crazy, too, because earlier in Vin Diesel's career, that man could act. He could act in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. He did, like, some random movie with this crazy hair that everybody kind of made fun of. But he was really good in it. I think it was called Find Me Guilty. Right? The man can act. He's not a terrible actor, but of course, he is just stone cold all this whole movie. He's a Terminator. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that decision was made to be like, he, he, Vin, will, Vin will get it. Vin will get us through it. <laughs> be the meathead in the gym, in the corner of the gym, up against the mirror, the acting, for the whole time. That's what he does. <laughs> You don't want you don't want female attention. You don't want male attention. You just want you and your muscles in the mirror, mm-hmm. and you're angry that other people are in the gym. That's his acting motivation. What is the uh, what's the legitimate highlight for you in this movie, Mike? So again, I think the Hobbs and Shaw stuff is great. Uh, give them another movie and give them another three movies after the next movie because I love that too. So. You've got a big mouth and a small head. I mean, the the ball busting going on between those two is is perfect. I legitimately uh, loved it. So I'm glad they spun that off. Mike, I love the New York City sequence. I thought that was brilliant. You have the motorcade, right? Mm. And then you have all those other electronic cars attack and swarm yeah. the motorcade. And then you have the electronic, you know, the, you're hacking into all the cars. The literally raining cars. Make it rain cars on cars in a yeah. car movie? Yeah. It's genius. I, I love that. I'm with you. Decadent. And I, re- I remember the uh, the behind the scenes, too. I remember when they were filming that, actually, in New York. And uh, the, all the cars dropping out of the... Somebody caught it on, I think, Instagram or something and put it up. And I was like, how is this going to work? <laughs> They're really dropping <laughs> cars. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It was like... a. Double chocolate dessert. It's just like extra. Give it all to me. Give me all the chocolate. Right. And I like the twist too. Like I, I dug this story. Like the fir- whole first act. You're thinking, what could Cipher possibly have on Dom to make him act so coldly to Letty? And you know what? It's it's proper. It's a good payoff. Like justice for Elena. Justice for for Dom's kid. Justice for Dom actually sticking to his seven movie long virtue of family over everything. Like that, that was cool makes sense it makes sense that the women in this movie have the worst timing of telling their husbands and uh former trysts that uh they're pregnant it works in that regard too but no this movie is fun and it's convincing somehow the plot's convincing and it takes academy award winning actors to to jump in here which is cool for the next movie with vanessa kirby and it's great that Charlize theron is able to just carry dom on her back the fact like Charisse Theron her acting in those scenes like the dead eyes Mm -hmm. you can't do the fact that she's just playing him with with relish yeah and she knows it and then when she actually has to do something really effing evil the eyes just go dead and you can tell that because she is 
a great actress. She she and is th- phenomenal. And she's working next to a statue who doesn't give her anything. I <laughs> I just want to hear like is Vin Diesel pitching I I can go show to toe with Charlize. <laughs> who is pitching is it a joke? <laughs> no, there's like four cuts in every Dom scene where he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta go like if you put your foot on the tiger's neck long enough, you're gonna lose your foot, or whatever he said to her. And there's like four cuts for that, and and then of course her reaction, you know, and her reaction shots are all the master shots. It's her <laughs> doing something, and you can tell like four cuts. Oh, that's good, dumb. This angle, that angle, just to get the scene across. And then we'll just have the master shot be Charlize because she could do that for our for our shoot today. My one, God. One of the things that we noticed about this is that like. If you just sit back and and let this movie come to you, it's a ton. There's so much in all of these movies. Like you can enjoy it if you're ready for its offering, but just be aware that what it's offering is like a cheesecake factory sized menu of things. That's right. For you to get through. <laughs> and you have to order a minimum of two <laughs> entrees. <laughs> Right. You can't order one. You get two entrees. You get two desserts. You get $45 worth of food for $15. Right. Just so much movie. But let's go and talk about the final of these trilogies. The most recent Hobbs and Shaw, or the Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Michael, describe the plot poorly or give me some different titles. Uh, I actually described the plot poorly here again, too. So, okay, fine. You got us. There are, in fact, superheroes in this franchise. So here's... <laughs> So here's a supervillain, uh, Idris Elba, Super Idris Elba, Black Superman, going against The Rock and the Transporter, who, you guessed it, they are superheroes as well, uh, but their families are with them, and they'll help, as, they'll, they'll, they'll help them in this plot. I love how similar we are. I really, I have. We've built up Hobbs to be a Terminator-level indestructible human, so what if we have he and the Transporter fight Neo, or <laughs> Samoan Panther versus Black Panther, Dawn of Rock Panther. <laughs> Rock Panther, who can chest fly a helicopter. <laughs> ah! I can't believe that. He literally chest flies. Yes. One arm chest flies uh, uh, like the greatest helicopter that's ever been e- even imagined. I can't. Uh, again, I looked up, I researched some weight of some vehicles that we're going to get into. <laughs> Who's, who's fastest in Hobbs versus Shaw, Mike? Idris Elba as Brixton. He was the, I mean, his motorcycle abilities. Just, so cool. It was the coolest thing I've seen. So, it, again, you have this this villain that is just so badass that you love. And, I, I, you know, of all of the villains that they've turned into part of the team, <laughs> I really do wish Idris Elba was made part of their team in this movie because he is so cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I absolutely agree with all of that. He was, and we knew, like, he's just one of those guys you know is going to be such a fucking badass character, especially if he's the bad guy. I mean, we've seen it, you know, in The Wire. We see it here. He's just so, so dope. I'm with you. I wish he would have uh, stuck around to join as well. I, and he's I went, not, he, amazingly, he's, sorry, Mike, he's not yeah. chewing scenery either, like in this performance. No, he's, he's just a cool. badass. Yeah. He's just like, he, he takes off the helmet and he's just, you know, that Luther, I mean, he's just owning it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't it. agree more. I, I wanted more of him as well. And I, I took, uh, again, a meta sense. And this is, 
this maybe is a cheap shot or it's just a recognition of this is the ninth movie in this franchise and anytime you have the eighth mm-hmm. sequel even if it's a spin-off to deal with there's only so many places you can go but th- who's fastest the ease with which the world building of this spin-off and the intrigue of this plot must have been to come up with like in my mind chris morgan and drew pierce had their first meeting and like 20 minutes in one of them lights a joint and they have a quick back and forth and it's just like hey what if hobbs had a brother i, I was just gonna say let's give shaw a sister done send it into the studio you want a pizza <laughs> it's the yeah easiest uh they'll figure it out on yeah the yeah it's the easiest pitch we'll, we'll do a movie with the rock and jason statham because mm-hmm. they were great in the last one and right then, uh, you guys will figure it and out da, 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 give him vanessa kirby <laughs> Cameos by Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Done. Well, there's a good day's work. <laughs> Mike, who's most furious? Well, I love the fact that Hobbs and Shaw, like, after they became best friends in the last movie, just like, oh, let's forget all that. Let's make them just brutal <laughs> rivals again in this movie. And, oh, my God, their rants against one another, like I was really laughing. Like the Rock's like, "It's your voice," uh, and then and then and then Jathan Statham ranting back at the Rock, "It's your face," and, like all of that stuff is just perfect. And then you have these characters getting rounded a little bit with Shaw with his sister, Shaw with his mother, Helen Mirren, Vanessa Kirby, and then you have Hobbs facetiming his daughter throughout the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and then. The daughter's like, no, she's flirting with you. I loved all that stuff. So the fact that they have these guys who are just walking hard on, <laughs> and yet they somehow characterize them beyond that, like you said, uh, you t- you take these super... I mean, that, that's like MCU type stuff. Yeah, it really it, works. It really... It, it, this was, again, really, really well written. And, you, you know, compared to some of the lowlights that were scattered throughout the let's say early part of this franchise the fact that these are getting better and more well written 20 years after the original and like you know the ninth entry is pretty astounding and i can't i just can't wait to see what nine has in store i really can't can't. so i have no idea what to expect i hope they didn't screw it up because these last few movies are really building some momentum i agree great job world building uh as far as who's most furious I couldn't help but notice there was some, like I said, I wanted to touch on some of the editing gaffes and some green screen gaffes. And (laughs) who's most furious to me is directors who can't get enough funding for their $2 million projects who see the quality of some of the VFX in these films. Because (laughs) I say that half jokingly, like the practical stuff, the stuff where the cars are raining down, it looks great. And some of the VFX, the CGI stuff, some of it looks great. But there are so, like when when Brexit or whatever his name is, Brixton... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is running down the side of the building. It's so painfully green screened and it's on the shot sticks for so long. I'm like amazed that that got through this multi-billion dollar franchise installment, but you take the Wait, good with the bad when it comes to that. They did not throw the most terrified stunt double down a building. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being a rock stunt double? <laughs> that is the worst job in America. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't throw the most terrified stunt double in America down that actual building. It no, would have I, been ridiculous if they did, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the, the fact that they fought down the bit. But it's made hilarious by the fact that the other guy is giving him dirty looks from an elevator. That's what. That's why this movie is so funny. It's <laughs> so fun because of the repertoire, you know, the tete-a-tete between the two of them. Uh, I really should not use a word like that <laughs> in this movie review. But, Michael, I thought, like, all of the... You know, the montages of them just right from the beginning of the movie, them waking up where breakfast, check. Alcoholism, check. Beat up, beat up a room of bad guys, check. They got split screen stuff where or parallel stuff where they're they're just dueling montages and mm-hmm. dueling sequences. Torture the leader of a bunch of bad guys that you had to beat up. Double check. Perfect. Uh, just finish with too many pancakes. And- just another day in the life. It's just like, you know, Bill Bratsky, Tall Tale, Paul <laughs> exactly. Bunyan shit. Well, that's what these guys are at this point. They are comic book characters. And like, the, the Marvel, the MCU are comic book characters in a comic book world. These are comic book characters in New York City. <laughs> that's right. And they make all the family stuff work somehow, which is the only thing grounding them. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Samoan actors getting the spotlight in this movie... With the with the rocks family, I loved all of that. The, but you you have to, a finale where they literally bring ancient weapons to a you know super soldier gun fight. I mean, I get it. All right, you you get rid of their guns in this whatever la di da fashion. I'm gonna hack into their guns. Will be yeah. offline because they have online guns. Of course, right. they're gonna have online guns. So we'll just pull the mod- plug out of the modem. My, Your online guns won't work. My, if this actually happened, is, like, The Rock is so confident Vanessa Kirby can hack their guns <laughs> and so confident that this million-dollar government-level secret agent whatever just won't have any side pieces on them, <laughs> just in case, you know, their electric guns malfunction that he, right. again, choreographs a haka for him and his family to do first... <laughs> And how about the fact that they don't like lose? They, they they don't like just drop their guns either. They're all going in with their guns. It's just so dumb. But <clears throat> that sequence is the most ridiculous in the history of ridiculous <laughs> battles because Hobbs, he's he's in the uh, you know the Samoan garb to start it off. Then he rips it off, but you only see him from the belly button up. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's butt ass naked. <laughs> You you think he's he might be naked, but of course next scene he's got pants on which are, are flesh colored. <laughs> Again, surprising. Again, a lot of people disappointed. But he he puts a shirt on to do the final thing, like he had a wardrobe change ready, and they show him doing putting the shirt on, uh, doing the costume change when he's in the the tow truck versus helicopter fight. Uh, so I there were just, some things that were definitely added in that I de- like. The the scene at the end where uh, Shaw has the gun to point at at uh, Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that one clip where they had it looked like a pair of hands putting the gun into Idris Elba's hand so it would activate? Because to me it was like, yeah. oh shit, <laughs> we huh, we forgot that not only do these guys not have real guns, but the guns they do have needs to have the bad guy activate them. So let's just throw this scene in here real quick. It used to be called a script girl, but whoever the continuity person in this movie quit. They walked off the set. 
They literally walked off the set before the finale of this movie. I don't know what thing, when things were filmed or whatever, but they quit in the middle of this movie because you went from when that helicopter is coming, it's mm-hmm. dark night. There's mm-hmm. when the fi- when the flames are going around the uh, the bad guys to flame them in. They have to fight now. <laughs> it's dark, and then the rest of the whole sequence is middle of the day. But also some cutaways. The sun is obviously setting. <laughs> It's absurd. And then you're right. It turns into a rainstorm by the end of it. The weather in Samoa, my goodness. I mean, I get it. They've home alone they've home alone the whole mountain, not just their house. I mean, we never saw them just randomly putting mines on the road of the road like four miles away from their house. Can but you, apparently they did. Can you imagine having to have the rock go undercover? <laughs> Is well, there that's why it's more? so funny. Yeah, on the plane. Uh, we're going to get to that. But <laughs> Mike Oxmall. Perfect. Perfect. What but, a, I, I just, I don't even know where we are, to be honest with you. Where no, are we right uh, Well, I just have one more thing about the ridiculous finale. Okay. When Roman Reigns, I mean, he is the greatest ambidextrous horseshoe player of all time. Everything you have for Rate the Ridiculousness is my, I commented on in if this actually happened at the end because, Oh yes. my God. <laughs> yeah, because he takes the two, he takes the two hooks from the dump truck. You got to hit the axles. Mm-hmm. Right, now I know. <laughs> he throws the, both, he's like ambidextrous horseshoe player. Genius. He will kill anybody <laughs> in a game of yard sport. <laughs> if, Roman Reigns. In real life, he throws those clips he misses. The hooks ricochet back off the front end of the truck at a thousand miles an hour and hit him squarely between the eyes. He dies. The plane elevates. The truck gets dropped. Everybody yeah. dies. And Bixton is home in time for dinner. And they're all off a cliff with yeah. this sound effect. <laughs> exactly. Um. So I do have one negative that I thought was ridiculous that I was really mad at. Like, they turned Vanessa Kirby's character into a damsel in distress for, like, 30 minutes of that finale. And I got really mad at it because she was just kicking ass the whole movie. And she's the perfect retort to her brother and and their brother's meathead friend. And then all of a sudden she's, like, passed out being stolen or no she wasn't even passed out she was just taken and and captured i wonder well yeah you're absolutely right because they do the fake capture first and then it turns out she's actually captured and i'm with you i like the way they handled vanessa kirby's character up to that point part of the reason i liked it is i wonder if they thought the rock was so indestructible that having vanessa kirby go toe-to-toe with him in physical combat was enough to, like, make up for the fact that she's going to turn into this damsel in distress. Not that it's right, but, I mean, she holds her own in a physical fight against The Rock. She was. She was fighting The Rock. But the whole movie, she's holding her own. More mm-hmm. than holding her own. She's yeah, she's super ass. capable. That's one of the things I liked about this, is how much agency her character was given. And she's, like, can think for herself, and she's not a damsel in distress until, like you said, they turn her into one for basically no reason. I'm with you. And they fixed it in that sequence. Like, she gets to choke that bad guy to mm-hmm. death, who's obviously concussed. <laughs> He's just like, Ugh. Like, you don't have to make him obviously concussed. She can she can beat him up anyway, but all right, fine. She kicks, she chokes him to death, great. Um, how about the, the final thing? Again, this, the, this movie fell apart in the finale to me if we didn't have the great family stuff, which I enjoyed, genuinely. So 
the fact that The Rock, who's killed hundreds, <laughs> if not thousands, of anonymous henchmen during this one movie alone. Yes. <laughs> never mind these other movies, the previous few movies. He won't kill this mad dog super soldier who wants the end to end the world with a push of a button because of quote unquote the moral of this are you kidding me i miss the old rock what the hell just happened that is not catharsis people that is just just on a dot it's again the the continuity person you either was fired or they just walked off I, I, there's no words to describe how quickly across a characterization, like how quickly the motivations for Luke Hobbs shift within the span of like three to four movies. That's how he right. goes from literally, he goes from Michael Myers to Captain America, Batman, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers, Terminator. Yeah. The <laughs> Hulk. To, yeah, Captain America, I'm going to argue with Tony Stark back. Right. Who's going to, yeah, in a raspy voice, try and, uh, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's worked before, other tropes, so give it to The Rock. I mean, he's a better actor than you give him credit for. He's a, he's actually able to act, The Rock. I, I, and, was, I thought he was fine. I'm with yeah. you. I, like, I, you know, it's it's tough going against some of the people he did bring in, but I, I thought he was believable. Yeah. Him and Cliff Curtis can hold a scene together. It is noticeable how far the acting chops of Vin Diesel have fallen. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, I, I, you know, I wanted more Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Hart, Aiza Gonzalez, Helen Mirren in this mm-hmm. one. So to add someone to make it better, that's who I said. Uh, who would you add? I have very similar as well. I mean, if Deadpool never happens, Ryan Reynolds still makes a zillion dollars <laughs> being the single greatest side character or cameo actor of all time. Because he's great here. He's great in Waiting. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Everything that's not X-Men Origins Wolverine, he's outstanding in. So, Him and Matt Damon. Yeah, they're yeah, going to Right, show. right. And I, so that's what I, I would have wanted more Ryan Reynolds. And him being credited, by the way, in the credits, he's ch- his name's Champ Nightingale. <laughs> that's pretty great. I, I will say Kevin Hart made me laugh the hardest, though, when he's like... Did that fucking conversation yeah. on the plane actually happen? Uh... Yes. Or does The Rock just, amongst his other powers, also have the Zach Morris, I can freeze time for everyone but me ability? Did you just try and get Twin Peaks, David Lynch on me? <laughs> and with this, like, it broke my brain, literally broke my brain right well, then and there. Like, it serves no purpose other than apparently Kevin Hart is using his pull as a federal agent to let the two most wanted men in the world who he just met on a plane ride... <laughs> Go to back home to Samoa. It it basically set up Central Intelligence to <laughs> or something. I don't know, but they they should all be in movies together. Can we just keep yeah. you know? Let's have Ryan Reynolds and and The Rock in a movie. Let's keep doing it. Ryan Reynolds and Jason Statham. I'm let, with you. Let's do it. I'm with you. Um, highest unintentional comedy. We have been talking about this for a while, but for me, I just have. One thing that I still can't figure out, Michael, mm-hmm. why was everything in Russia blowing up behind them? <laughs> why? They did not have bombs. They weren't throwing. <laughs> like, I get that, you know, a stray bullet could blow something up, but 
everything, the entire Bond villain base in Russia <laughs> was just blowing up for no reason. And that's, you're talking about, was this the same place? Again, I have no idea what actually happened in these movies. It's blending together. It too, is. Yes. Are, are, is this the same place where they had to get the machine for Vanessa Kirby to extract the... Uh, the virus out of her? They had to get the fourth MacGuffin of yeah. the film. <laughs> right. Just one MacGuffin. I thought I missed enough. something. I'm glad I didn't miss. I wasn't going to pass comment on that because I have no idea why everything was all of a sudden on fire. <laughs> it was all blowing up. I get that they had flamethrowers. That was the gimmick. It's just fiery. But I And I get that there's drones shooting missiles. But there's nothing to explain everything else blowing up. Nothing. I could not understand. I honestly thought I fell asleep or something. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't just me. So, okay. So what else? I mean, you could pick from an ocean yeah. of examples. Yeah. What else is so uh, unintentionally funny? Have I talked enough about The Rock yet? <laughs> I want to talk about The Rock for a second because he's essentially the human embodiment of the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indy just shoots the guy after the big sword display. Yeah. So, and because Rock is so macho and so manly and so unbeatable in this role and and just the height of this testosterone-driven, carnally cathartic, walking caveman, bicep-covered man-meat sack, (laughs) when he was getting electrocuted, we we all were thinking that must be the same face he makes when he ejaculates, right? (laughs) (laughs) The Rock sex face intrigue. (laughs) Yes. I wasn't just alone in doing that. That wasn't just me and my disturbed upbringing and obsession with him. Well, we have no, no doubt about what Vin Diesel's sex face is. <laughs> Biting of the lower lip. Just. So, yeah. No, we, we, that's uh, it's the sex face acting when you <laughs> um, smell the fart acting and Joey Tribbiani. Do you smell what The is... Rock is cooking? Yeah, I, I do now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. uh, The highlight section coming off that just pure poetry on my part. I apologize. The highlight section uh, we touched on, the capability and agency of Vanessa Kirby for me. I mean, nothing in this movie comes close to passing the Bechdel test, but it's established (laughs) pretty early on, at least, that she's not only the most pivotal player to the plot, but also one who's able to think and defend herself. And we said all this already until you get to that point where they screw it up for screwing it up sake but that's hollywood for you baby what about right. you mike well i i have that written down as well i have uh hobbs and her in the alleyway there i have hobbs questioning kirby and the fact that she gets out of those handcuffs while he's on the facetime call with yeah with his really daughter cool. uh i have uh i have the, the romance i thought between the two were, was funny and the fact that the daughter sets it up but like to me this movie is genuinely funny it's genuinely funny from start to finish, from dueling like split-screen montages to the fact that Ryan Reynolds is talking about Vanessa Kirby's character stabbing one guy in the chest with a brick. <laughs> that was that was laugh out loud. Yeah, I to, agree. Yeah, I mean, to the fact that uh, you get the uh, Dinkley character and he doesn't understand <laughs> why they're laughing at his name. <laughs> is that your real name? Yeah, so it was, uh, the fact that we have Kevin Hart that's us, three alphas. That's my, <laughs> this is my card. And to the point where, like, are you in a toilet at the end of the movie? And he's like, I'm in my lair. Are you in a bathroom? Potato, potato. And, uh, just the perfect delivery. Delivery. I mean, Kevin Hart, is he really is a comedic genius. I don't know what kind of guy he is in real life, 
because we've obviously had to track stories with him. Yeah, yeah. You know, not being the greatest guy in the world, but funny as hell. My hilarious. God. Absolutely hilarious. I agree. And you know what? This story overall, as funny as it is, I think the story as an action movie, I think it's decent storytelling as long as you go in with the mindset that this entire movie is just basically one super elongated Rocky Four training montage. That's right. Like and it's... <laughs> It's it's the human ca- capacity against technology. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's it's basically a human delusion of grandeur <laughs> over technology. <laughs> Muscles will beat drones every time. Right, I, I agree. Bond My, villains, miles and miles of heart is what matters. Yeah, and that's why it's hilarious. We've got heart. The Rock speech at the end. Right. I was so mad at him. It's like that's a terrible speech. You need and no. You lying. needed that. You needed that here. I you're needed to li- know why man won. I'm. You're lying through your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, proud to be an American. Just ridiculous, Michael. I don't even know why we go into this section, but if this actually happened. <laughs> so for those wondering, a Black Hawk chopper weighs about 14,000 pounds. <laughs> a lightweight tow truck weighs between 7,500 and 10,000 pounds itself. Here we have a plane, a Black Hawk chopper that could barely be stopped by four tow trucks chained together. Yet when we're dealing with a cargo plane that's 900,000 pounds in what was that, Fast Five or whatever, four little Subarus can stop it. Okay, so if you heard things typing, yes, I was typing to my computer. I want to match your stack giving with one stack. Okay. The bench press record is 885 pounds. <laughs> That's the bench press record, 885 pounds. I don't know who it was, uh, but that's my voice is dying right now. Blaine, this guy Blaine, Blaine Summer, Blaine Blaine Sumner, 1987, the height of steroid use in the United States. There you go. I think this movie might have been the height of steroid. No, go ahead. 885 pounds. You just said tons. Yes. In what you said. Blackhawk helicopter. Seven tons, have, yeah. You can't fly as much as you bench. I don't lift weights much anymore. No. But I know for a fact you can't fly as much as you bench. That is true. That is a true statement. And here he is flying on fly day. <laughs> so much about The Rock if this was actually true. Like, yes, clearly his limbs get ripped apart if that's actually happens in real life and he doesn't let go holding on to the truck chain and the the, the chopper chain also it would just be it would just be Vanessa Kirby's severed arm I, that he that's ripped off that's exactly where i was going <laughs> never mind a separated shoulder it would just be him holding her to, you know torn off arm especially if you go back to when him and her were in hand to hand combat he accidentally like dismembers her because <laughs> luke hobbs is just he's the hulk but yeah, they home alone their whole backyard, and they beat super soldiers, and they save the world, and they stop the super virus, which is just the worst <laughs> omen. Like, I don't want to see any more movies with any more apocalyptic yeah. Yeah. things that are going to happen in real life, because, God, have we been through a couple years here, Michael. But yeah, this, is, this movie is just the pinnacle of American... Hollywood excess in a film and I loved I really loved every minute of it so did you catch the voice at the end and I might be wearing egg on my face no. at the end of this okay I That's am great. no I literally was wondering while I was watching like whose voice is that is that I is am that somebody whose last name is Shaw who, who is I it? am 95% sure 
having listened to this man my entire adult life, I am almost positive that voice is John Cena's voice. Huh. So, and I could be wearing egg on my face, and it may not be, and it, I, I, I did look it up. A couple sites say it as well, but I think I, this is the conclusion I came to. Again, I've just been a pro wrestling guy forever, so I, as soon as he said something... Like, we were, I'm going to give you hell or something. It's the exact delivery I've heard hundreds of times in my life. So I, yeah. I'm assuming they are keeping Hobbs and Shaw within the main fast franchise by that link. As we all know, John Cena, the man who is the yep. former stunt double of Vin Diesel, apparently, is going to play Dom Toretto's brother in Fast 9, if you haven't seen it already. Uh, and so he's I'm, also the Thanos. He's the <laughs> Thanos of the, the series. Right? So I'm... I'm I, I could be totally wrong, but I am, man, I'm like 95.999% sure that's John Cena's voice there. If John Cena and Hulk Hogan, a hologram of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> if all of these wrestlers just showed up in this next movie, oh my the whole syndicate was just the Expendables 4. The Rock won't be the only one having an ejaculation face, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but you wouldn't be surprised, would you? You wouldn't be like, surprised. Okay, just... I would be erect. The only thing better would be if Mike Myers did show up as well. And that's our Fast and Furious <laughs> miniseries, everybody. That's our Fast and Furious rewatch. Nine movies. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why we had to do it. The, get it out of our system. I, I'm I real like legitimately I am so happy that that we I mean this talk about the opposite end of the spectrum. From the Oscars year and the pandemic year and us just like piling reality on top of sadness, on top of just the emotional weight of movies like Nomadland. And then to come to this, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's better, but it's certainly different enough that it's making me laugh. I mean, those movies had to mine the small moments right. of, of, of a real life on, on the lamb existence, the difficult you know, bowel movements inside of a van. <laughs> you know, we just, we got the little moments because it's an indie film. We can't have the big set pieces. And it was one indie film after Whereas another. Whereas this one just mined the fantasies of Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, no, this one, Michael Bay's watching that and he's like, I guess I got to retire. I can't, I can't top this. And where has he been, Michael Bay? <laughs> We're calling you out, Mike. We on to you. Oh, man, what a... What a series. We're not done yet. We do have, of course, our review of Fast 9 uh, with a very special guest. Cannot wait to have them join us. Hopefully that stands up. We, we don't like to hype up guests too much in case life happens and it falls through. But looking like uh, we're going to have a special guest join us if all things go well here uh, to review Fast 9 in uh, this same format, I believe. So uh, yep. Mike and I are both very much looking forward to that. But what matters for this episode, as always, dear listener, is, of course, your thoughts. Uh, what do you think? What are your memories of these three movies? What are your highs? What are your lows? And what? how do you rate this ridiculousness of it all. Uh, let us know that as well as any other comments, questions, or concerns you have on anything we do here in the MMO Empire. You can leave us all of those on our social medias as always. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts. And if you are listening to us on the Apple Podcasts app, if you would be so kind as to leave us a five star review, that would make our entire day. And we cannot thank those of you enough.
up who have done so. Michael, uh, we teased what's coming next, kind of. So what are some words of wisdom, and what else do we have in the pipeline here in MMO? Yeah, I'm almost going to say uh, I'm going to tie it all together and, and, and also shout out our catalog because, Mike, the words of wisdom here is enjoy all kinds of movies. And yes. you don't have to you don't have to take a stand like Mark Scorsese all the time <laughs> and just get angry at big movies because they're big and beautiful. Like, this is a big, dumb, beautiful movie. And a, a series of nine big, dumb, beautiful movies plus one, right? So I enjoyed this immensely. We've enjoyed the MCU rewatch we mm-hmm. did. We enjoyed uh, MMO Does Halloween. We've enjoyed other mini-series and full series. We enjoyed the Pixar rewatch we did. Uh, so these big, dumb blockbusters, these crazy, bloody horror movies, these uh, little art films that we reviewed yeah. for the rest of our year. I mean, we'll we'll go to a film festival and we'll watch X amount of uh, documentaries like I'm going to do after this somehow. Uh, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll review those for you on an Oscar Ace checkpoint and we'll also, you know, we'll do a mini-series on Dominic Toretto. I and, hope and I, I love I love our show. That's I all hope, I want to say. I hope every review of you for the documentaries is that there wasn't enough bloodshed. That's right. They definitely <laughs> put me in a different headspace. But I'm trying to be like uh, Chris Gore and have a balanced movie diet. And uh, you know, this is uh, this is where I just ate like three cakes, and now I have to go and eat some kale and some salad, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta cleanse myself. Wise words by you, indeed. Uh, yes, do definitely enjoy all types of cinema, and uh, as always, we will do our best to help enjoy it alongside with you, and, and hopefully uh, make it a little more, uh, that much special and that much funnier and that much more ridiculous and that much more serious or whatever it may call for. So guys, as always, uh, when reality sucks, you can come watch movies of all types, shapes, and sizes with us. We are Mike Mike and Oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. See you.